welcome to the One in One Podcast, where below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. My guest today is Jackie Nard Hairston, who is assistant coach for the University of Arizona's women's basketball team. She also played collegiately at Maryland and St. Mary's and professionally overseas. Jackie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bridget. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here, especially because I know this time of year is very busy for a college basketball coach, even in a COVID season. So I really appreciate you making the time to come on here. Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's some funky times right now, um, but we're, uh, we're, we're happy we're playing. Yeah, so. I'm happy as a fan as well. <laughs> yeah. You probably know this, but I had your husband Josh on the podcast a few weeks ago to discuss his basketball career at Duke and overseas. He did admit to me, though, that you are the better shooter in the relationship. Oh, good. I'm glad he told the truth. You know, I'm <laughs> glad he told you guys the truth. But uh, uh, yeah, I'd say I was a better shooter, but I, I think if we ever played one-on-one, he'd probably get me. So, Well, he's like 6'8". Um, yeah, exactly. And he has a size advantage and a strength advantage, too. He was always uh, really strong so and, <laughs> and still is. So he definitely probably tried to post me up and beat me up down low. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got married a few months ago on the beach. Congratulations. The photos are beautiful. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was really intimate, just our families and um it, it was an awesome, awesome time. It was supposed to be a lot bigger, um, but honestly, I was kind of, I almost enjoyed the intimate setting a little bit better, so it, it was beautiful. It was perfect. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys. Thank you. Of course. Now, one thing I didn't ask Josh was, how did you two meet? Because you're from the West Coast, and he's from the East Coast. Yeah, so um, we actually met um, when I was at Maryland, and he was at Duke. We were babies. Um, and we met there, uh, but we both were, uh, were dating at the time, but just, you know, always, uh, kind of stayed friends and stayed in touch and, uh, really kind of reconnected about six, six years ago and, oh, wow. um, just rekindled, I guess, uh, the flame that was non-existent initially <laughs> and, um, it w- worked out really well. Cause we were, I mean, always were, uh, friends and, uh, so it ended up working out. Yeah, I mean, they say, don't they say the best relationships are the ones that start as friends? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I was not good friends, but I mean, we, you know, kept in touch here and there. Um, and then now, now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You guys were rivals. You were in the ACC back then with oh Maryland. Oh my God, I hate Duke. I hate Duke. <laughs> we have big problems about it. He has a big poster of um, him and with Coach K and this Duke jersey. I'm like, you are not hanging that up in this house. <laughs> so Yikes. I'm just kidding. Coach K is a man now. He's a, gosh, he's done a great job and, um, yeah, no, I, I, I love, I, I, it's hard to not like, like them now after, after meeting them, but it, gosh, and I went to Maryland, my dad went to Maryland and so did my mom, so we grew up not liking Duke, so <laughs> it's always funny. My dad started off with calling him the Duke guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he accepted this marriage before you guys actually walked down the altar. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did. Took him some time, but hey, he's he's here now. That worked out. (laughs) Sounds like Josh can hang that poster up. Yes, he can. (laughs) 
Now, you grew up in Portland, Oregon. I know you have at least one sister. Your younger sister, Jamie, actually played basketball at Tennessee. And now I believe she's playing professionally. Yeah, I'm actually um, was uh, watching her game in the background right now. She's playing in France right now. Oh, good for um, her. She's, yeah, so she's, she's uh, done a great job. And I also have a young sister who's 14 uh, who also plays. So we'll see if she decides to play. Uh, collegiately as well, following her big sister's footsteps. Nice. Yeah, you got to start recruiting early. Yeah, definitely a basketball family. <laughs> now, how did you get into basketball? Um, definitely my dad. So my dad played um, at Maryland, um, and we just kind of got on it early. We were all, we were all tall um, at a young age, and so, you know, we played and we're, weren't bad at it, so... We're like, well, I guess we'll keep it going. <laughs> nice. I didn't realize he played at Maryland. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He played. Uh, he was there with a limb bias. Wow. During that. Yeah. So. Amazing. And Lefty Giselle. Yeah. So. Crazy. Now, did you play any other sports, too? Um, I played volleyball for for a second. And I played some soccer, but I was definitely a basketball girl. I was that was definitely my first love, and uh, it was hard for me to, you know, really get into anything else too seriously because I just always wanted to wanted to hoop. <laughs> so since you basically just played basketball, when did you start playing AAU? Um, I started AAU in seventh grade. Okay. Yeah, that seems like yeah. the normal age to start. Yeah, about yeah, about then. So, um, I mean, some people are starting a little bit earlier, um, but I, um, yeah, I started seventh grade and uh, just continued on. I, I, I played with my uh, with Team Concept, which is who Jamie played with. Jamie started AU a little bit earlier. Team, yeah, Team Concept is who I played with uh, long term, but initially started seventh grade. Now, did you two ever play together? I know there's a bit of an age gap. No, unfortunately not. I wish that was always a, a we always got on our parents like, you guys did not plan this well, having us <laughs> all so spread out. <laughs> but, um, you know, never, hard to plan those things, I know. But, yeah. uh, no, we were never able to play with each other. They should have had it like one, two, three. You guys would have all dominated in high school. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? That would have been amazing. Terrible planning. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I actually had um, another Portland basketball player on a couple months ago now. She's a little bit older, J.J. Holmes. She ended up playing at Stanford. Yeah, JJ, J.J.'s here in Tucson now, I, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah, J.J. Uh, played AU with her uh, for a little bit, and we actually played against each other uh high school during the same league uh oh, wow. and they used to beat up on us gosh it wasn't even fun so <laughs> yeah southridge was really um, good yeah they were really good and uh yeah they i mean i think they had six people go d1 six players so uh it, yeah they were very good <laughs> <laughs> so you attend westview high school where you have an outstanding basketball career you're all metro all state you're the metro league player of the year as a senior and a mcdonald's all-american nominee yeah um westview uh was you know i had three different coaches when i was there in high school oh that's so, which tough. Was a little different yeah it was a little tough had to adjust every 
year. Um, but so our team was just, um, our team was okay. But uh, Southridge was definitely a really, really good again. But um, yeah, I had a good career and I got, uh, it forced me to kind of just get a lot of experience, a lot of different coaches and I uh, had to figure it out every year. So um, it was, it was good though. Nice. Now, can yeah. you talk about your recruiting process? Yeah, my recruiting process, the Pac-12 at that time wasn't as good as it is now. Like, the Pac-12 was really dominant. Um, so back then, if you wanted to play, like, with the best, you kind of had to go a little bit further. Um, so that, that's why I ended up uh, choosing Maryland. I, it was actually between Maryland and San Diego State. San Diego State at the time was um, top 25 always. They were a great team, loved their staff. In Maryland, it was just hard to pass up, you know, being both my parents' alma mater, having a family still in the area. Uh, so it was, that's how I ended up ultimately deciding. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, like you said, back then the Pac-12 wasn't as good. Now the Pac-12 is the best conference in college, in, in women's college basketball, and there's really no competition. Yeah, no question. I mean, it, it's the best of the best. Every night is a, is a grind and a competition. It's, top, it's six to seven teams in the top 25 every year. So, I mean, we finished uh, at Arizona here, 12th in the country, and fourth in the Pac-12. So, it's, you know, it's a, it's a hell of a league, and, um, you know, the coaches have done an amazing job. Absolutely. And when you were mm-hmm. at Maryland, that was when Maryland was in the ACC. And just a few years mm-hmm. prior to you arriving there, there was a Final Four where three of the teams were from the ACC in Duke, North Carolina, and Maryland. So uh-huh. that was a really yeah. competitive conference. It still is now. Yeah. It's just very different. Very different. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, that was it. And that, watching that was, uh, was a lot of fun, too. Because, you know, it's, I, I grew up watching all those teams. Um, so to see, see them in that in that setting was was amazing i'll be honest with you Marilyn made me cry in 2006 i was the biggest abby wayner fan she played at duke oh. and she was just my favorite oh. athlete and i was not happy with the result oh no i know abby and marissa coleman are really good friends yeah um yeah so they i, I know exactly who you're talking about <laughs> i won't hold that against you don't worry but when oh, you good, picked thanks. Maryland, I'd love to know, I mean, was it a concern for you at all? Like, literally being on the other end of the country? Um, it wasn't for some reason. So my, my family, I, I actually was, was born in Maryland. Um, and I uh, have a lot of family. All my mom's side of the family is there. Um, so I, w- I would go back to Maryland once or twice a year to go visit family. So it really was. Um, home away from home like it was almost second home for me so I I didn't I didn't think it would uh, bother me as much but uh, ended up you know being a little tough not having any having family at games ever and that kind of stuff was was a little difficult so yeah that's got to be tough it it was tough it was um, wanting because you know used to having your family at every game and then to not having them or having them you know come up maybe once a year because it's just with how hard or how far the distance was. Uh, it made it a little bit, a little tough. And even tougher with you having two younger sisters at home. It's not like your parents could just drop everything and go. Yeah, exactly. Who both, you know, who Jamie at the time was playing and, uh, 
then I had another, my other sister was, was three years old. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, made it pretty difficult. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You get to Maryland in 2009, and you redshirt your first season. But Christy Tolliver and Marissa Coleman were seniors. They had these monster careers at Maryland. What was it like, like, going up against them every day in practice? Oh, it was unbelievable. I mean, their, uh, their work ethic every day, it was just, it was awesome to watch and see, you know, as a freshman. And, um, you know, freshmen, sometimes it, it takes a little bit to figure it out. But watching them every day, it was like, okay, so this is how, this is how you practice every day if you want to be the best. Um, so, so it was a lot of fun and, and Marissa was, um, was my position. So, you know, I had to guard Marissa every day, which was not fun at all, <laughs> but also, you know, it was, was also a great experience for me. So then that next year I came in as a really good defender, being able to play against and guard Marissa, you know, while I was redshirting to then, uh, guarding our, the best player on the teams the next year. Yeah, you played that following season in 2010. You get a lot of minutes, but it's kind of a lackluster season for Maryland considering the years prior. After that 2010 season, you decided to transfer. What went into that decision? You know, uh, for me, it was the, um, it was, it ended up, I think, bothering me not not having uh, my family, you know, all that kind of what we talked about earlier, but just having family at, at games and being so far away. Uh, ended up kind of getting to me, I guess. Um, but that's I, that's really ultimately it. So you pick St. Mary's, which is back on the West Coast in California in the West Coast Conference. So it must have been nice to be a little bit closer to home. Yeah, it was it was so nice. I mean, uh, St. Mary, it was a it's a nine hour drive from Portland, which is still far, but it was much more convenient. I saw my family quite a bit. My mom loves to drive. So they would drive up all the time, uh, drive down, I should say all the time. And I would get to drive home myself sometimes. So it, uh, it was awesome. And it's nice to just be on the same time zone in the same yeah, time zone. Exactly. That too. <laughs> That's always a big one. <laughs> now you had to redshirt again, right? Due to transfer rules. Yeah, I did. I actually had, uh, I torn my labrum when I was at Maryland. Um, and I had played actually that whole season with a torn labrum um, in my shoulder. So I, uh, I just took that year since I had to sit out anyways to repair my shoulder, um, do that surgery, and um, came back a lot, a lot stronger, I think. So um, it, that helped me out a lot. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We're going to go into some of your stats, but I actually had another kid from the West Coast Conference on a couple, maybe like six months ago, and Brooke Jelnicker, she played for San Diego. Oh, nice. Awesome. So once you are able to suit up for St. Mary's, you guys have over 20 wins. Each year you're there, which is incredible. And some of your highlights, I mean, there's a lot. I just kind of like cut it to a few. But your sophomore year in 2012... You're one of four people in the conference ranked top 10 in points and rebounds. And then junior year, 2013, you start the year with a huge double-double. It's not like a 10 and 10 double-double, whatever. It's 25 points, 17 rebounds, which is a monster, monster set line. I definitely, I I definitely turned into a rebound when I was at St. Mary's. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Hey, it's always important to rebound, right? Guards too. Oh, for sure. For sure. 
you hit re- two really clutch three throws to seal a win versus Gonzaga, which I have to believe Kelly Graves was coaching then, right? Yeah, he was actually. <laughs> Kelly, uh, Kelly uh, is a one of my mentors now. I love him to death. Uh, but he, <laughs> he and I, uh, you know, all those games Gonzaga versus St. Mary's made us probably not like each other so much until until after you know we all. Once he's in Oregon and, and I was done with St. Mary's, I was like, okay, I, I like you now. Didn't like you then. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a rivalry on the men's side, but that's a pretty big rivalry on the women's sides too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Nice. Yeah. You were at St. Mary's when uh, Matthew Delladova was there, weren't you? Yeah, we were the same year, me and Deli. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was, that was a lot of fun watching him too. He's a, he's a baller. Yeah. Your senior year, 2014, you set the St. Mary's single-season scoring record and three-throw made mark with 677 points and 205 foul shots. It's amazing. Is that does that still stand? Um, I I'm not sure. I think so. We'll say yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I think it does. Nice. You also came within <laughs> a point of the single-game record. It's pretty crazy. I know. I actually, I, I remember that because I missed, I missed, I think, three or four free throws that game. And that, ooh, yeah, so that kind of hurt my heart a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but still, incredible, incredible scoring you had. What are some other highlights you have during your time there? Uh, basketball-wise or? Or anything. Um, for me, the basketball part, I would say, was, uh, was my was my favorite. I loved our style of, of play. Um, my coach uh, was awesome and had a lot of freedom there. I loved my team. Um, and then from there, I actually got a had a tryout with uh, LA with with the, La- with the Lakers. Gosh, <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> with the Sparks, geez. Um, and so that was that was awesome for you to have that opportunity uh, right after I finished up. So awesome. Yeah, I'm not surprised they gave you a call. I mean, you scored over 1,600 points in just three years at St. Mary's. Yeah, it was. Um, I, yeah, well, it, it was still really cool. I mean, it was, uh, and I had a really good team. I had, uh, I had two other players that I played with, uh, Kate Gaze and Danielle Malden, who are both monsters as well, and uh, not to mention a few more. But um, yeah, it was it was it was a really fun fun time. And after your college career ends, you go overseas to play professionally in Switzerland and Belgium. How was that experience? Um, yeah, it was awesome. I started really right after I finished um, with, the, with the Sparks going up to Washington for two years. And I did player development, um, which was a great learning experience for me and kind of got me, got my foot into that coaching door. Um, and then... Switzerland and Belgium were awesome. Switzerland, uh, location-wise, was phenomenal. I was uh, 10 minutes from Lake Como, 45 minutes from Milan, um, and then Lugano. I, I was just in a great location. Um, basketball was just uh, was just okay, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the location was phenomenal. It was beautiful. Um, the people were amazing. Um, so I, I love Switzerland. Belgium, it was. Uh, the, not the opposite. It was still a great, beautiful place, but um, the basketball was much better. It was, it was, 
intense. It was fun. Um, and my team was really competitive. So but I loved it. Nice. Now, how many seasons did you spend overseas? Just the two. Okay. Now, were you, so you were playing and also coaching on Washington staff at the same time? No. So that's, I, I, right when I finished at St. Mary's, I was at Washington for two years and then I, I left Washington to go to Switzerland because oh, I was okay. like, I was having that itch. It was my, um, uh, we went to the final four that year at Washington and I was like, I just had the itch. I was like, I got I want to give this one more run. Um, and so I decided I was going to go back and play overseas. We'll go and play for the first time. Um, which, which I'm really happy that I did. Let's yeah. talk about that Washington job. So you get there in 2015, as you said, right after you graduated, you're the director of player developments for Mike neighbors who's a great coach. It's kind of Mm -hmm. funny you ended up there because you had a few monster games against Washington. So if you can't beat them, join them. But also if you crush them, join them. (laughs) That's really funny because uh, Coach Neighbors, uh, who was amazing and and took good care of me while I was at Washington, um, he he said that too. He he called (laughs) me. He actually uh, reached out to Coach Thomas at St. Mary's and um, I guess remembered me from, from playing um, it was his first uh, game as a head coach at Washington, <laughs> and uh, and I think and we beat him, and he was not not too happy about that. But uh, uh, he's a he's a great guy. But it it is it's funny it worked out that way. So in kind of a similar situation with Oregon as well, um, you know, playing against uh, Coach Graves at uh, Gonzaga when I was at St. Mary's. So um, it's funny how people remember you. Um, in that way. So I, I appreciate the both of them for sure. Says a lot about you too, that two coaches reach out to you after they played against you. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty friendly for the most part. So I, you know, I like talking to them during games and giving people a hard time too, probably. So <laughs> that, that might be why. <laughs> oh, I love that. You mentioned the 2016 Final Four with Washington. You had Kelsey Plum. It was a great team. How was that experience in Indianapolis? Oh, it was un- it was absolutely unreal. It was like the most amazing experience. With um, you know, it was unexpected. We were a ten seed, um, and that's right. Uh, I think we we're t- yeah, I think we were a ten seed, and so we uh, had yeah, Kelsey Chantal Osahor. Leah Walden, we had, we had a great team um, and great people around around uh, the three of them. So um, it was an unbelievable run. Uh, just the whole, I, I think more so the journey to get there, get, beating Maryland at Maryland um, in the Sweet 16, which was, you know, crazy for me having <laughs> gone there. Yeah. Um, and then beating Kentucky and then Stanford uh, to go to the Final Four. And then once we finally got there, just that, just the way that uh, you're treated over there, and uh, they they do such a, a great job. Our our girls just were in heaven, and it was it was fun for us uh, as a staff as well. That's awesome. Yeah, my favorite story I think from that Washington team was Katie Collier, who had you know, gone through a battle with cancer, then had knee issues, and you know to make it to the final four her senior year. Good for that kid. Oh my, yeah, Katie Collier is like, yeah, and I and I didn't even mention her. I should have. She she's just an unbelievable uh, person. She's a fighter. 
um, and is now doing big things in her career too. I think with real estate, so she's uh, she's an amazing, amazing woman for sure. Love, yeah, love Katie Collier. Yeah. After your time at Washington, you moved to Oregon in 2018, where you're the director of creativity and video. Is that basically the video coordinator? Basically, yeah. It's a fancier way of saying it. Yeah, I, yeah, they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the staff when S- Sabrina Unescu's playing, Satu Sabali, and Ruthie Hebert. It's a crazy good team. Yeah, it was a very good team, and I was there when they were still babies somewhat. So um, they were only sophomores, and it was it was a lot of fun working with them. Um, they, you know, for them to be only sophomores and compete and perform at the level that they did was, was unreal to watch um, on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, you know, Sabrina, Ruthie, Satu, they all, they bring it every single day too. I mean, and that's, that's what makes the best the best. So uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun to watch, especially, you know, seeing it from, you know, 19, 20-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. And you guys almost got to, or you, uh, you specifically almost got to another Final Four, but fall short in the Elite Eight to eventual champion Notre Dame. Yep. Yeah, that one, that one hurt. That one, uh, you know, we really wanted that one. But, you, but uh, that's where that uh, little bit of experience, I think, was still not completely there. And the next few years, you know, they, well, the next year, they went to the Final Four, and I, I really think they would have won it this year for sure. Yeah, <laughs> they, most uh, likely. Yeah, and so it's, I mean, they were unbelievable this year. They, they you know, spanked on us one game, um, and, and they just, they had every every piece. They're, they're so hard to guard. Yeah, <laughs> they are crazy good. But I have to ask you, quick question. Did you go with the leisure wear on the sidelines like the rest of the Oregon staff? Yeah, we all did. We all matched. <laughs> I love that. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think, yeah, Kelly loves it, too. <laughs> Why not be comfy? Exactly. Now, for the 2019 season, you moved to another Pac-12 school, so you love the Pac-12. This time, it's Washington <laughs> State. But it's a really good opportunity for you because now you're an assistant coach, which is a big step. How was that experience? It was great. I mean, it was an awesome experience. You know, I, that's what I was you know, that's what you work for is that, to get to that coaching level. So um, it, it was super exciting. Uh, Cammie was, was an amazing person to learn from, uh, Coach Coach Etheridge, and she uh, just great X's and, X and O's coach, a really good basketball mind, and uh, her she's a grinder. Uh, so that was – it was great learning from her as well. Um uh, it was her first year there at Washington State, as well as mine. So um, it was that first year was you know kind of rebuilding. So which was which was a little bit tough, but um, it was it was still a great experience going from you know the top of the Pac-12 uh, to the to the bottom of the Pac-12 in terms of where we finished. So that was that was different. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, you start off at Washington where you got Kelsey Plum, you're going to a Final Four, then it's Oregon with Sabrina Unescu, who's one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. 
But yeah, I mean, then you go to Washington State, which is just, you know, a little bit more inexperienced and rebuilding. I think that's good, though, as a coach to have experiences in kind of all of those, all of those yeah. situations. Yeah, no question. Um, so that's, that's what I, I, I definitely enjoyed that, that as well, because that was a, a learning experience for me, too. Um, so just how you, you know, how you handle, a, you know, a really tough loss or, or losing a couple games back to back. It was kind of, you know, the first time we had to, I had to see how that was from a coaching perspective. So, you know, I've, done, I've dealt with it as a player, but not, not from, not on the coaching side of it. Again, it's really your first time really getting in there as a coach, right? Because video coordinator, you're really not allowed to technically coach the kids, but here you're able to really get down and practice and, you know, tell them what to do. Yeah, no question. And, and no, not, not at all with, uh, Obviously, the the rules are very strict for NCAA, but I was in all the all the meetings, but just kind of hearing how they you know how they want to deal with um, or how they want to talk to them about certain things. That was um, that I I was able to listen in on always, which was which was awesome for me to be able to see how they they do that kind of stuff. But on the court, yeah, is where I was not able to uh, be present. But that was it was it was so it was great for me as an assistant coach. To have that. Very cool. Now, as you're coaching all these years, I actually should have asked uh, earlier because I believe Jamie had graduated by the time you were at Washington State. But when you were at Washington and Oregon, obviously your duties are to those teams. But were you able to catch a bunch of your younger sisters, Jamie's games? Yeah. Oh, for sure. We're and they were uh, their games were for the most part, different days and hours. We were always okay. Friday, Sunday, and they. Um, I was able to watch a good amount of her games. I would say like 75%. Oh, that's awesome. So that was, yeah, so I, I got to still encourage and cheer her on uh, as well, So that was, which was awesome. Great. Now, were you ever able to make it down to Tennessee for a game? I was. I actually was able to go for her senior night. Oh, amazing! And that was the first game. That was yeah. That was the only game I was able to go to, but um, I I did get to go to that, which was a, a great time. And our whole family was there, um, and and showed showed love for for Jamie. So uh, I think she enjoyed that as well. Yeah, I bet it's awesome. Yeah. So now moving to the 2020 season, you become an assistant coach at the University of Arizona your fourth Pac-12 school and where you still are today. You're actually named in 2020 to the 30 under 30 coaching list, which is a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, really exciting for me uh, to have that, that title, I guess, or be nominated with, with that group of uh, other great uh, you know, young people, I guess we are. Um, but still starting to feel a little bit older, you know, my body, but, um, but that was, that was a lot of fun and, um, you know, try to work really hard and I've, I've got to learn and be around some, uh, the best of the best. So, um, it's, it's helped me tremendously and I'm, I'm just happy to be here now and, and I'm loving it here so far with coach Barnes and, uh, the rest of the staff. It's been, it's been a great learning experience. And it's been a really incredible rise for the program. 
You guys had an incredible 2020 season. You go 24 and 7 with huge wins over Texas, UCLA, Oregon State, and Stanford. And as we talked about it, the Pac-12, day in, day out, best best league in college basketball, not even close. Oh yeah, no question. It it was it was definitely a grind every every weekend and our our fan base was incredible too. So, uh those games uh that the one against Stanford in particular, overtime, and our fans just going crazy. Uh, it was, it was, it's unbelievable. It's a great atmosphere. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was unreal. So we, it, it was a fun year for sure. It really uh, was unfortunate that it ended the way it did with COVID. Um, obviously, I understand, but I think we would have had a really good run in the tournament. Yeah, especially that's if we were able to host, which we, which we. Uh, um, which we were probably going to host because we were uh, listed to be probably a three or four seed. So um, oh, yeah. it would have been, yeah, it would have been unreal. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, you guys were firmly in the tournament, so that's got to be a huge bummer for both the staff and those kids. Yeah, no question. Yeah, for the kids, especially the seniors, you know, it's, um, it, it was tough. It, it was definitely tough having to, having to end that way. Yeah, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it had been a bunch of years since Arizona had made the tournament. Yeah, exactly. And, it, you know, it's our, we were, re- the year before, uh, they went to the WNIT and, and won the WNIT tournament. And um, going, you know, we're excited to finally, you know, be in the NTA tournament and support to not, not go that way, kind of think, especially when you put in all the work and, um, and deserve to be there. Yeah. Ugh. Still feel so bad for those kids. Because, you know, at least with the spring sports, those kids all get a year of eligibility. But with the basketball season, and, or I should say winter sports in general, there's no way you can get a year of eligibility back for just basically missing a tournament. I know. Yeah, so that, that's what, what kind of what stinks too. And it's like, that's what these kids play for. Yeah. So, yeah. Ugh, brutal. Yeah. But the 2021 season is right around the corner. Give me a preview. How are the Wildcats going to be? We are going to be really freaking good. Just, I mean, that's based on how practice is going right now. Um, it's, we have a, a great team. Uh, we got Ari coming back and have a, a lot of others. Um, Shane has uh, sat out this past year, had to redshirt. She transferred from Oklahoma and was a – you know, freshman of the year in their league, a Trinity transfer from Virginia Tech. Then we still have Sam Thomas who came back. He's just a, a phenomenal all-around player for us. Um, and Kate Reese in the post. So we, I think we have a really good team. That's awesome. So it, yeah, it should, be, it should be a good time. I'm pumped to watch you guys play. I think I told you this off air, but I'm on the East Coast, and those Pac-12 games are sometimes hard to to make because I'm in bed. <laughs> I'm a grandma, oh, yeah. but yeah. I plan to, you know, have an extra cup of coffee or something, and definitely watch some Arizona basketball. Good, you should. It, it'll be a lot of fun. We're we're a fun team to watch. We we like to get up and defend and uh, play a fast paced game. So it's it, it's a lot of fun to watch for sure. Good, I love that style. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jackie, is it your goal to be on every single Pac-12 team coaching? Because you're kind of getting no. there. 
<laughs> oh, it's not at all. It, it's funny. It's worked out this way. Um, but everywhere I have, uh, I've moved up every, um, you know, every, every Pac-12 school I've been at, I've moved up. So um, it's not me just trying to bounce around all over the place. It's just me, um, you know, trying to still advance my career and I'm still young. But, gotcha. um, but no, I, that is not my goal at all. <laughs> But I do love the Pac-12, and it's a it's an amazing conference. So uh, I, I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, I mean, I was mostly joking, but it is a great conference to work in. How is it having to move around so much, though? Um, I have moved around quite a bit. Um, so uh, it's been, it, you know, for me, I, I, I don't. It hasn't bothered me too much, but now, you know, I. I would like to stay kind of in one spot for a while, <laughs> but I hear um, you. yeah. So I, so that's my that's my plan here. Just Josh and I just got a bought a home. So um, congratulations! I think we'll be here in Arizona. Yeah, that's awesome. It's kind of that lifestyle, though, you know, for to be a coach and you want to move up, you have to move around, and I, I imagine that's tough, but. Seems like you found a great landing spot in Arizona. Yeah, no question. It, it, it's been, uh, the weather, everything has been top-notch. Uh, the team, the, the people, the facilities, everything here has been, has been unreal. So, so I'm, I'm loving it so far. Very cool. Now, is it your goal to be a head coach one day? You know, right now, um, I'm not sure. I, I, I am still, you know, trying to learn as much as I can. Um, so I uh, know, I just want to, you know, do the best where I'm at right now. So gotcha. I haven't thought too, you know, thought too much into that just yet. Well, I feel like if it does happen, one, you're going to be a great coach. Two, it'll probably be in the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. It's a, it's a great conference. That would be, that would be uh, amazing. For sure. Jackie, I have loved our conversation. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound? Yeah, sounds fun. All right. First question, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, favorite movie? Love and Basketball. How cliche, but I mean. Hey, I mean, you married a basketball player. I see it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was on a few weeks ago. I think like VH1, I was watching it. It's like one of those movies, if it's on, you have to watch it. You have to. Like, you absolutely have to. Great soundtrack, too. Music's awesome. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, this is so random, but I'm going to say it. But when I was, you know, looking at your Instagram and stuff, you kind of look like the girl, the point guard on USC, who's oh, kind gosh. of mean, but you're not Kendra. mean. I've got that so much. That's so really? Me. I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see it that much, but just like, you know, glancing at it, I was like, oh, kind of looks like her. Yeah. No, I, I mean, she's pretty. I mean, it as a complete compliment. No, totally. No, I, I think so, too. No, I just, um, I, I just, you know, Jane, my sister and I also, growing up, always got tea and Tamara, which I don't, don't see that either. So um, I don't, yes, I don't know. But other people but have hey, said I'm that, thinking. not just me. No, yeah, definitely. I, I've gotten that a lot. I actually had someone stop me a couple times asking if I was, I was like, I think I'm a lot taller than her also. (laughs) 
That's true. Yeah, they got an actress, not a basketball player, to play that part. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. All right. Next question. What's your favorite vacation spot? Vacation spot anywhere in the Caribbean. Nice. I love any anything with a beach and sun or water in general. I'm I'm there. I'm trying to think. I think I asked Josh that question. I think that's the same thing he said. Oh, good. Yeah, see, that's, that's why we work. You, know? <laughs> you can pick the, the perfect vacation spots. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, last question. What is one item on your bucket list? One item on my bucket list. Ooh. You know, I, I just told Josh we need to make a bucket list. Um, <laughs> definitely travel like uh, we love to travel so uh going uh, we just talked about going to see the seven wonders of the world at some point in our lives you know like making sure we we could hit all of those that's awesome yeah. probably can't start that for a little bit but <laughs> yeah exactly we, oh yeah we have a long time to go probably yeah, that's why it's a bucket list you have time yeah. yes <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Jackie, thank you so much again for making the time. I know how precious this time is for a college basketball coach. Loved our conversation, and I can't wait to watch Arizona basketball. Thanks so much for having me. This has been awesome. And give my best to Josh. Oh, yeah, I will. I will. I'll definitely uh, tell him that uh, we had a fun conversation and talked a little mess, you know? Yeah, right? <laughs> You're the better shooter. Yeah. He knows, he knows. <laughs> All right, everyone. That was my chat with Jackie Nard Hairston. Hope you enjoyed it. It was really interesting to hear about her playing career and now her coaching career. It seems like every team she goes to, they get better. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.